Well, hello again. It's Damien. Thank you for stopping by the podcast. This is Damien's Perspective. We're going on episode 13, moving right on up. I made a goal for myself this year that I want to reach 100 podcast episodes by the end of the year. I'm pretty sure I can pull that off. At least I hope that I can pull that off. That's a lot of stuff to talk about, and it's already hard enough to find things to talk about. But there's inspiration everywhere. you just got to look, have conversations with people. You never know what might come to mind. That's basically what I'm doing. Um, I actually come up with a lot of ideas for podcasts, uh, riding the bike to work, because I ride a bike to work. And so riding to and from gives me a lot of me time to think and be inside my own thoughts, especially because my cheap-ass headphones don't always work, and so I'm left to my own thoughts. Um, anyways... If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning here, I'm glad you came back. Either or, whatever your um, scenario is, I'm glad that you're here, and I hope that you like what you hear. I hope that you find value in what you hear. Uh, and if you like it, share it. That'd be great. And if you want to leave a rating or review, you can do so on iTunes and all the other places. You can leave ratings and reviews on podcasts. Let's get into it. Episode 13. Are you a victim of circumstance or mindset? This is a big, 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 big one for me and just about anyone and everyone that I observe or have known growing up, friends, family, co-workers, bosses, acquaintances, all of the above. So are you, are you a victim of circumstance or mindset? So you hear that phrase a lot, victim um, of circumstance. A lot of people who have you know uh, rough childhoods there are a lot of people who have uh, what else uh, trouble at work a lot of people that have financial problems that have you know social problems issues with their friends issues with their relationships um, the results of those when they go bad everybody say I'm just a victim of my circumstance or circumstances cause this to happen and that's why I can't or haven't done this that or the other right and then I want to challenge that little phrase there, victim of circumstance, and ask you, is it actually a victim of mindset? Now, if you listen to any of these podcasts before this one, you notice that a reoccurring theme here is a positive perspective, and it's all about having a positive mindset, right? It's all about listening to your internal voice, about creating your own solutions and digging yourself out of garbage, basically. Whatever that garbage, whatever form that garbage comes in, whether it be negative friends, negative family, bad job, negative thoughts, terrible location, this, that, and the other, anything under the sun. And so I challenge, is it victim of circumstance or is it a victim of mindset? So I'll give you a quick um, little story about my childhood upbringing and maybe it'll bring some perspective into... Um, little bit of perspective into what I'm talking about here and maybe put some merit behind why I think it's mindset and not circumstance because we've, we've all got our shit right I've said that in a previous podcast we've all got our shit and we think that our shit is the worst shit that nobody can have it worse than us whenever we're going through whatever it is we're going through that makes us feel like we're just defeated right we all hit a moment where we think that we just have it the worst than anyone else right so if that doesn't tell you right now, if I, I don't even know if I need to continue the rest of this podcast, if that right there doesn't tell you that it's a mindset problem, I don't really know what does, but we're just going to get into it anyways. Get, a little, get to know a little bit about me uh, on a deeper level. 
Uh, and so maybe the things that I talk about, you'll see that they're not just coming out of thin air. Um, the things that I've been through, sometimes they come out of thin air, but I can always relate them to an experience that I've had or an experience that I'm currently going through. Um, but for this one specifically, I'll just give you a little bit of my background, a little deeper into my background so you can, you know, uh, see what my, my merit in this, in, in this conversation is. Um, so when I was little, three years old, my father passed away, right? And so I didn't grow up having a father at all. I didn't get to know my father very well. I mean, as good as you can know him as a three-year-old, um, passed away with, uh, from cancer, passed away from cancer. So I didn't get to know him very well. So I didn't get to grow up with a father figure. I wasn't out there in the front yard playing catch. There was nobody coming to my t-ball games, uh, father figure anyway. My mom, my mom, uh, she showed up because my mom's all time. But grew up without a father, so we moved to Bradenton when I was about four years old. He died in Orlando. We left Orlando. We went down to Bradenton. Um, my mom had to work like three jobs, right? And so him passing away in the family, my brother's older than me. He's three years older than me, so he had more understanding of what was happening when my father passed away. I even remember, and this is crazy because I don't know how far back people can, like, have memories like I don't know what the proof in science is or if there's if there's even proof like how far back can you remember things and I remember my mom coming into the room to like try to explain to us what happened and my brother starts crying and I said I don't have to cry right I don't have to cry because I'm strong and that was it and so I know part of it was because I didn't realize what was going on because, I don't know, I was three years old. But it's crazy that I remember that conversation, her coming in, where me and my brother are sitting on the bottom bunk. And uh, she having that conversation with us. She was crying. My brother was crying. I said, I didn't have to cry because I'm strong. She said, that's right. You don't have to. But if you need to, you can. And so it was just crazy that at three year old, as a three-year-old that I remember that. But, I mean, so obviously, anyways... It obviously, it was hard on, on the family. It was hard on my mom. You know, she was taking care of him while he was sick and taking care of us. And so she was working for, you know, for her and my dad and then having to come home and take care of, of him and his medical issues and then two boys and then get us to school and get us to bed and make sure our homework was done. It's cooking and cleaning and laundry and just everything. So you can probably imagine how difficult that was. And then he passed away. We moved down to Bradenton and she continues that. She's got to enroll both of us into school. And we, you know, were pretty upset because we wanted to stay in our school back in Orlando. And so we moved down to Bradenton. We're in a new school, this new area. We don't know anyone. We don't know anything. We don't know where anything is. We don't know where we can go play. And so at that age, I was shy, right? And my brother has always been more extroverted than me. Not, not anymore. Now I'm pretty extroverted. But back in the day, I was pretty introverted and shy. And I didn't want to walk up to anybody. And I didn't go and make friends on my own. Uh, I usually would wait until I was approached. And even then, I'd be a little standoffish. Um, but it was difficult for the family. Especially difficult for my mom. And she worked so much that we never really got to spend quality time with her. And so... And so when I say we, it's, it's me and my brother, um, me and my brother Devin. So he, if you listen to my previous 
podcast. I don't. I think uh, it was either the third or fourth one. He left a voice message. I played it at the beginning of the episode, so you can check that out. Um, see, it was the third or fourth one, um, or the second one. I forget now, but one of the one of the ones in the beginning. He left me a voice message, so you can. Uh, so, anyways, it was just me and him, and so my mom had to work just several several jobs at a time, two three jobs at a time, pawning stuff, selling stuff, um, just to put food on the table, and a lot of times. You know, after paying all the bills and, you know, keeping roof, keeping a roof over our head and food in our stomachs, a lot of times we were broke, 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 like, like broke, broke. I remember a story one time she told me that she pawned my father's wedding ring that he gave to, uh, to her, or maybe it was his wedding ring. She pawned it just so she could afford to buy us groceries and it wasn't even like full on groceries. It was just dinner for the next few days. And when I say for us, it was for me and my brother. She skipped all of those meals to make sure that we could eat. So I don't know what the heck she was eating while she was at work for 16 hours, you know, trying to pull in as much overtime as possible. This is all before the economy went to garbage. But working 15, 16 hours a day, every single day, six days a week, sometimes even seven days a week just to, you know, uh, to take care of us and to make sure that we weren't out on the streets. And so we didn't really ever get quality time together. And the the few times that we did, we would do things like go to the flea market, you know, occasionally. uh, When the fair or the strawberry festival was in town, we had the strawberry festival uh, up in, uh, I think it's in Plant City, I think is where it was. Not too far away from Bradenton, not too far away from Tampa, but we would go there. And then we'd also go to yard sales because if we wanted toys, my mom taught us to be grateful for everything, to be grateful for anything and everything because there's people who got it worse than you. And she instilled that in us from a very, very, very young age. And so when we went to these flea markets and when we went to the fair and we went to these yard sales, for me anyways, I'm going to speak for myself here, I was on cloud freaking nine. For me, there was nothing more exciting than going out really early on a Saturday or a Sunday. It was usually Sundays because we weren't churchgoers. On Sundays, we would go out and there'd be all these flea or all the, all these flea markets. People hold flea markets at the house. All these yard sales that we'd go to, and I would love just like talking to the elderly people. For some reason, I've always got a kick out of talking to the grandparent age age group. I love talking to them. They tell they tell the best stories. They have the coolest memories, and I don't know. They just they have the best conversation, and they're wise, right? And so. At a young age, I think I was attracted to the wisdom without knowing that it was wisdom. You know what I mean? They, they, t- the younger crowd, they tell stories differently to the younger crowd. I was the younger crowd. But I love going there and I love talking to them. And that was the one time that I wasn't shy was when we went to yard sales. And I got to pick through people's stuff. And I would get to see, you know, little old model cars, little old toys that were... Oh, man, they had to be 30 years old at the time that I was looking at them or even older than that. And then being able to see them and like hear the stories behind them or like I remember this one time I went up to a yard sale and this guy opened a book and had all these pens in it from the military. He was telling me what each pen, what each pen meant going up the ranks. He had a purple heart and all this other stuff. And I just got to hear all these cool stories. And so when we had quality time, that was the quality time that we would do. We couldn't go to the movies and we couldn't do things like that. And the fair, we only did the fair when we can afford it. And that wasn't often. 
And so we didn't have a lot of quality time with my mom because she was always, always, always at work. Um, and then when she came home, she'd be tired. She'd take a shower. She'd go straight to sleep. We'd give her a hug, give her a kiss, and then that was it. We'd see my mom for 10 minutes out of the day, and this happened for a long time. And then she married a piece of shit. I'm just going to go on record for it. The hell with it. He was a piece of shit. And so my stepfather at that time, she has since divorced and now is in a her third marriage, which she seems to be happy in that one. But in this second marriage, she this guy was just a piece of trash. He had no work ethic. He could not keep a job to save his freaking life. And um, the hardest thing about it was he was incredibly abu- abusive. And I, you see, I almost didn't finish that sentence. It's because I, I don't know if my mom listens to these podcasts. She probably does not, um, which may even be a good thing when I talk about these things, especially when I talk about the second marriage my stepfather um mom if you are listening you should uh, and maybe we'll talk about this one day but my stepfather was incredibly abusive and when i say abusive i mean abusive in all categories um i'm not going to spell that out for you i think you can figure out what that means but i'm going to save that era of my life for a separate podcast it'll be one full episode on the abuse that I went through. And I know that's, I know I try to keep this negative, but I'm gonna have an episode that's about mental health because I know it's gonna help somebody because I had an issue with my mental health because of that era with this man. And I really think it's gonna benefit people. And I think somebody's gonna be able to dig themselves out of a scenario like that or maybe not feel uh, like a victim to it. And so that's gonna be an episode in and of itself, and I'll try to keep that episode positive, even though that story is going to be dark, but I'll, you know, I'll try not to make everybody freaking sad, but that is going to be for another episode, but just to go along with the story of my upbringing, he, this guy had no work ethic, he couldn't keep a job, and he put my mom in all kinds of debt, and so with the struggling that we were already going through financially, that made it worse, then she had to pay for the divorce, they got divorced, now I'm going into high school, and I'm having, I acted out in high school, getting in trouble in the begin in the beginning. Um, I would say my freshman year, I didn't really care that much, um, and then sophomore, junior, senior year, I really um, got better in, in terms of academically. Um, but in terms of my attitude, I was acting out in high school because of the issues at home. So I joined the wrestling team. I joined uh, a weightlifting class. Um, I even joined welding just because all three of those were very physical activities um, and allowed me to take out aggression there. Welding because you're just banging on metal all day. It's almost like blacksmith. <laughs> and then wrestling because of wrestling, you get to throw some people around. Uh, weightlifting because of weightlifting, you get to slam the weights, you get to get strong, um, you get to work on yourself. And so it's both mental and physical, all three of those jobs. And so I, uh, or I'm sorry, all three of those activities. So I joined those to try and help me stay out of trouble, to try and help me, you know, uh, go on the right path because the amount of anger that I had giving all the previous circumstances that I just talked about, I was going to go nowhere fast if I didn't do anything about that. And then outside of high school, all of those same money issues that my mom was facing and the family was facing, I repeated in my own life after high school. I had money problems <clears throat> because I couldn't 
I couldn't budget properly. I never learned it, and I, I didn't get the information from my mom because she was just busy. And I mean, all I saw was bills coming in, bills and bills and bills and bills and bills and bills and bills, and she'd be working, 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 working. She did her absolute best. The times that we did have together yard selling, she would teach me as much emotional intelligence as she possibly could. Um, and she would keep me on the best moral path that she possibly could because she knew that I was smart enough to figure the rest out. And she was okay and confident that when I struggled and when I failed that I could pull myself out of these things. Which was great. My, I'm telling you, my mom is all time. It's crazy how it worked out. Um, but I, I still had money problems. I was still pissed off, right, because of, of all of those circumstances. And my mindset was just not in the right place. I went through six jobs in three months. And I, what I started to, and this went on for a little while. And what I started to realize is that the common variable, right, the common denominator in all of those issues, at least starting from high school and on, it was me. I was the common denominator, right? Every time that something happened to me, I'm like, well, of course that would happen to me. My whole life has been like this, right? That was always the thing that I would say. Like in my mind, or I'd say it out loud, or like when I'm talking to people and I'm telling them what I'm going through, like it'd always be that, like, why me? Poor me. Woe is me. Everyone's heard that song before, Misery Loves Company, blah, blah, blah. And so I needed to change my mindset. And that's when I started looking, like I, I started looking at my thoughts, and I started looking at my actions, and then I started looking at my solutions. And one thing I saw about my thoughts is they were all negative. One thing I saw about my actions is they were all aggressive. I was all angry. One thing I saw about my solutions is I never tried to create any. And so in the beginning, I was thinking I'm a victim of my circumstance. And that's just not true, right? Nobody is a victim of their circumstance. Now, I get there's extremes, but even so, even in the extremes... I still think that it's a matter of being a victim of your mindset, right? Because you can't be, you can be hurt by something. You can be brought down by something. You can be demotivated by something. Something can make you sad. Something can even make you depressed. And it can even last for a little bit. But you always have the choice to stay there or to get back up. And sometimes, sometimes you hear that, like, right? You just got to stand back up. And they think that, what we're saying is you literally have to go from just downright at the rock bottom that you are to being at the top of the mountain. Like that's what standing up means. Like you go from the bottom to the top of the mountain that fast. And I think what I started to learn is A, that's what the mindset I had was. And B, what I started to realize is that when you're knocked down, it's not always about standing back up. First, you have to have the thought of wanting wanting to stand back up. It's got to start there, right? You can't just get... I mean, some people can just get back up and, and go on as if nothing ever happened. Some people just have that internal strength. And at that time, I did not. And or, or at least I didn't know that I had it because I didn't try to reach down within and reflect and to do a self-audit and, and try to figure out what I was really about. For me, I was in the belief that everything that was happening to me had... I had no control over it, and I was just going to, this was just what my life was. And so when you're trying to stand back up, when you're trying to get back up on your feet, you can do it one step at a time. First you got to sit, first you have to have the thought, and then you got to sit up. 
and then you gotta push off from your hand and get on one knee and then you get on to the second knee and then you stand up on one leg and then you stand up on the second leg but you're bent over because you're broken and beaten and then finally you can stand tall and however long that takes and all the aches and pains that go in between from the ground to the standing tall you got to deal with right but it, it all starts in wanting to get back up and wanting to do better and wanting to have solutions and wanting to be productive and wanting to have ambitions and goals and wanting to be in a place where you're happy with your life and in control of your life fun fact you're in control of your life the entire time if you can't control the event you can control how you react to the event whether it be a small event or a big event once I started to realize that, let me tell you something. Life just got real good after that. Life got real good after that. And when I say that, I, I don't own a business. I don't have a ton of money. You know, I still work for minimum wage, basically. But now that I've... I mean, this has taken a long time, right? So I'm not going to say this has happened overnight because it surely did not happen overnight. There are some thoughts that come into my head literally in one day and the next day I hang, I hang on to that thought till the end of time perspective was was one of those examples right and I'm not saying that I'm perfect sometimes you know I have days where I'm like I try to see a silver lining in something and I just can't get there whether it be the combination of like whatever the event was whatever the scenario was on top of I was already angry or annoyed at something and then you know how things tend to pile up. It's a, it's a series of tiny events that lead up to you just can't get past the emotion. So sometimes I have that. Sometimes I have those weak moments and sometimes I don't have the positive perspective. I don't have the positive mindset. And in that moment, I lose, right? I lose and it's because, and it's still, it's still because of me because I get wrapped up emotionally. And so whether it be because of work issues, whether it be relationship issues, whether it be ambition issues or fears or anxieties, you, you just can't win all of the battles. But once I figured out that mindset was the solution to everything, self-awareness, mindset, gratitude are the three biggest things that I hold on to more than anything in the world because without those, I can't apply energy to anything outside of that. And so once I corrected my mindset and I understood that the things that I were going through didn't define me or represent me, what they did was just teach me things. They're just lessons in those scenarios and in those events and in those, you know, moments in time. Because that's all they are, right? They're just moments in time. It's not something that's going to last forever. I'm not going to have a problem that lasts for 20 minutes and then milk it for the next 15 hours of the day or the next seven days in the week 28 30 31 days in the month you know what i mean like and so i think it's important to understand that if your mind is in a good place if your intent is in a good place anything that is happening to you has a solution there is a resolution you can get out of it you are not a victim of the circumstance you are only a victim of mindset this is why I'm always pushing that positive perspective is king positive perspective is king period end of story if you can stay positive in the small things and the medium things and the big things you can make some serious moves throughout the rest of your life
and whatever it is that you're after with knowledge without knowledge as long as you're positive as long as your intent is pure I'm telling you you can do anything and so just remember that the next time you're going through something don't ever ask yourself you know why me I don't even I don't even care about the the spin on it that somebody came out was like why me why not you I don't care about either one of those you shouldn't be thinking about either one of those you should just be Blessed that you're going through something that you can come out of because you wouldn't be going through something you couldn't come out of. You just have to remember things like that. And so I hope that this helps you guys. I hope that you keep your perspective positive. Keep moving forward. You are never a victim of the circumstance. In the moment that you think you are a victim of the, of the circumstance, guess what? You're staying there. Move in. Get comfortable. Because unless you change your mindset, you go nowhere. So keep it positive, y'all. I hope that this helped. If it did, please, 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 please share it. I know that when I was in high school or even before high school when I was going through these things, these are the type of things that I would have loved to hear. This is something that my father, I feel like, would have shared with me. I never got that chance. If somebody else doesn't have that chance, maybe they'll get it by listening to this. So I really hope that you'll share it. And I really hope that you'll enjoy it. And I really hope that you'll rate it and leave a review for it on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. That way I can get this out to more people and help them. At the end of the day, this is, this is for y'all. And by y'all, I mean whoever is willing to lend me their ear. So until next time, follow me on Instagram, Damien Sweet, the number one. Keep living, keep loving. Peace out.